Hey, Gary. Yes? Hey, do you want to do a podcast with me where we explore core topics? Oh, fuck yeah! Yes! Hey, and let's call it Queer Nundrum. Oh my god, yes! Awesome! Please listen carefully. Welcome to Queer Nundrum. Welcome. Hey, welcome to Queer Nundrum. I'm your host, Holly Greystone. And I'm your other amazingly fabulous host, Gary M. Thorin Jr., who hasn't been drinking, obviously, of the two of us. Hey, I have not been drinking either. Okay, sure. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> it's, oh, is, it, yeah. is it drink 30? I guess it is a, It is about drink 30. It's it's 8.30 at night or 6.30 at night. 6.30 at night. I and know. Actually, I honestly thought about having a martini as I was doing this night, but I didn't. So oh, I funny. Funny. Yeah. I actually, I have tea, which... Um, Desiree just brought in moments before I hit the oh, button. Oh, because she's was, a sweetheart. I was just singing my little happy song because I was just so happy that she brought me some tea. Because I saw that it was one of my favorite teas is Constant Comet. Uh-huh. And we just picked up some decaf because we've been we've been out. And I like to have a, a decaf tea with a little bit of agave in it. And I was like, she remembered. And she brought it in one of my favorite cups, which <laughs> I don't know about you, Gary, but I... I'm the kind of person that like, there's a hierarchy to a two cups. I don't know if you do you know what this is. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah. Am I talking? Okay. Do you have a hierarchy when it comes to your cups? Yeah, mine is my my favorite one is one that says when I've got it here with me. Don't worry, be happy. <laughs> Show it to me again. Is this the one that has the pink donut on it? Yeah. Yeah. It's very dirty right now, so I'm not going to show it to you. <laughs> oh yes, because our <laughs> listeners can totally see it. I don't um, care about them. You'll judge me. I will judge you. <laughs> I think I saw you take a sip of it just before we hit record. And I think you drank Well, actually, you, you saw it because I've got coffee and I've got my water. So you saw both. So. I saw both. It's a wintry cup. Delightful. I yeah. have the, um, it's a, it's kind of a, br- I don't know if it's brown. I'm not really sure what color this is. Let's go for brown. But it's the, I think it's the 75th anniversary cup for Starbucks. Okay. So those those who haven't or don't know, I'm a I'm a collector of Starbucks cups, but I'm very picky about which of the Starbucks cups I collect. So I'm not I'm not one of those people that you could just go out and buy Starbucks cups and know like, hey hey I did it I got her a present. Please don't. I'm. It's just like people say I'm an elephant fan, and then you get like a shit ton of elephant stuff. It's like no. It, I have a particular hierarchy when it comes to my cups. So anyway couple of minutes of explain why i was singing for opening our podcast was because of a coffee cup. okay yeah yeah sure. no no judging here it's uh, far a bit for me to judge anything <laughs> well i don't judge you you know at least i try not to if i do apologize <laughs> in advance if i have anyway how are you doing it's been a minute it's been really it's actually been really good um nice i'm starting off with work because it's always right now it's the it's the major part of my life but i am next week we finally switched to another new software program i'm so excited um because the one we have is shit and i would never ever 
If anybody wants to ask me what one it is and it's dealing with pharmacy issues, I will tell you and you should never get it. I mean, uh, so which one know. is it? And I will never buy it. Well, if it's deal, it's totally with pharmacy stuff. So you would, you would never oh, have to. Do it, that's so. fair. But, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Um, fair enough. But, and uh, so excited about that. Um, very, very pleased and excited that I just got a raise um, that I wasn't expecting. And, Oh my gosh, dude, I'm that's now awesome. Making about what I was making in Gunnison, which was so I'm really, really happy. So I'm like going, it was completely out of the blue. And I've <coughs> I was very thrilled. And um I'm again just I it it it's nice where it's nice to get a raise a job you enjoy and it makes yeah. not working at that one place that I used to work at that I am glad I don't work at anymore so even even better it's just sweeter now so it's nice uh, I'm so happy for you yeah. um I'm so happy for you that's amazing yeah that was thrilling and um let's see well god have we so we haven't talked since we so we did have Thanksgiving with with the family because mm -hmm. uh, we had our that the Sunday actually after we we did our podcast we had it later that day that's right and um that went really we you know we had you know the traditional Thanksgiving dinner of tacos so that was um I'm sorry what yeah tacos you know that's, the, that's the traditional... that, for you guys it's traditional it's so cute no I'm just being a smart ass that's oh oh okay I just I wasn't, wasn't gonna sure. do Dean and I on Thanksgiving day actually had we did a ham and um Okay. We, you know, we did all the fixings and Lily and the boys had uh, stuff on them. Um, they they did a Thanksgiving or they, ha they had a couple Thanksgivings between them and Friendsgivings and shit. So we just decided, I said, what uh, what about tacos? And she was all for that because she loves our tacos. So that was so. I've had them. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah. So um, that was fun. And um I have Jesus Christ. So I have, I will say working at a pharmacy, I get, I have been, when I get sick there, I get fucking sick. It's like, because, you know, so I just got over <laughs> being sick that again, it's like, fuck. But yeah, I remember <laughs> when I started in a health clinic, I went from emergency yeah. dispatching to a health clinic and my immune system was just obliterated for a good three, I think it was like three years. I just got everything. And it was right around that time when it was, oh, what was that cold? It was like the H1N1 or or something like that. It was something that sounded like that if it wasn't that in, in itself. But oh my gosh. And I, and I never broke a fever of 99. It was like 98.9. And they're like, Oh, you're not sick. You're not sick. You're not sick. But I was holding at that. And for me, that's a fever. I'm usually yeah. 97, but I was at 98.9. I think then... you're a 10. I think you're a 100, <laughs> I'm a 100 baby. baby. But you know, whatever. So. Yeah. It, anyway, I, I interrupt you, but yeah, I just, oh. I remember that happened a lot in the first few years in, yeah. in the medical field. I'm a little surprised in a pharmacy because there's not as direct, direct. Oh, actually, okay. you do, no, it really is because you get a bunch of a bunch of people coming in who come straight from the doctor needing their meds. Oh, because, sure, duh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm thinking I send my my healthy family members 
out to go do those things when I'm sick, but sometimes we just don't have that option. Oh, you know, yeah. You, you feel sorry for the people that can't do that. Yeah. You know, so they're, uh, you know, they come in, but you know, that it's, and, but the great thing about it is I only, I missed one day of work. One day I left early, but it's because I was sick, but because my job is really, it's a job where I could just sit most of the day if I need to, I, you know, I, I could get through the, the job without too much of a problem. So it was, I was very thankful for that. So it's, so I did that and, um, uh, Dean's doing well. Uh, he's, uh, the bad news. I don't, I think you guys, I think you and Des knew, but his, he lost, they lost funding for his position at community action center. So his last day he works this next week and then he's done. Right. So, um, he will be out there looking for a new job. I um, and I think he might do one job, but I won't talk about it on the air. So, <laughs> so but, yeah, not not being a stripper or anything, but you know. So, <laughs> um, and then um, but yeah, it's it's. I mean, really, it's been going good. We oh, so Dean and I are <coughs> in um, April. So it's a little ways away, but we're gonna go. Uh, I can't remember which city we're going to. That's some out of place because we're gonna go watch the Total Eclipse with his sister and brother-in-law. So we're gonna we're gonna go there, and we're in one of the. It's it, it's right in the path of. So we're gonna go do that. So that's exciting. Oh, what? And then tomorrow, I guess maybe you guys are doing the same thing. Yes. Maybe? Yes. Gonna go see To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. yeah so. That's so funny. I didn't know you were going, and obviously you didn't know what we were going to. But yeah, up in Spokane, that's um, I I haven't seen it, so I'm excited to to see it. And anyway, well, I've seen the I've seen the movie. I've read the book. I've seen the movie several times. I've read the book like three, four times. I've actually been in the play, so it's so it's um um, so I'm excited about that. So that's starting nice. to get set gets up to speed on what's going on in my life right now yeah so right on right what's on. going on in your life well we're off to we're gonna see to kill the mockingbird tomorrow as well we're gonna meet with we go uh every time there's a new show so we buy a season pass or whatever mm -hmm. that's called a season pass yeah a pass. season ticket season tickets that's the word i was looking for thank yeah. you i was thinking of winter and see in snow uh -huh. and skiing and with my uh, injury back in May, I'm, I'm not going to be able to ski this season, unfortunately. So I was just thinking about that before. If we ever get before. snow. Uh, well, we're supposedly getting snow right now. I haven't haven't seen it yet as the, yeah. at, at the time of recording. Yeah. But anyway, um, our season tickets, we have, I think there's like seven shows or something like that spread throughout the year. And there's a group of us that drive up in a caravan, essentially, from Pullman up to Spokane and we do a brunch. And so we pick a new restaurant. We try to pick a new restaurant every time. So we kind of experience different uh, cuisines and restaurants up there. And so we're going to a new one called Ruins. I'm not- Okay, I've heard of that, yeah. I've never heard of it. So, um, but it sounds good. They, it sounds like uh, it'll be a good experience. And I'm sure it would be with the group that we're going with. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm bummed because I'm not going to be at D&D because Sundays I usually do a D&D &D with a group of friends and we I won't be able to be there. So um, 
and that happens it's not a big deal but i i, I like hanging out with them and telling stories and mm-hmm. so but yeah so to kill a mockingbird i i've seen the movie once like forever ago the book forever ago so i am way out of like the my memory recall on it right now is limited and so i'm like i'm gonna just fully enjoy it and john boy is starring in it <laughs> yes i did hear about that about and so i'm just gonna i'm i'm looking forward to it just to sit there and just enjoy it with fresh eyes um i i'm enjoying my new my new job as well it's the only downside is it's a part-time job which is fine it actually kind of works with my schedule right now and it allows me to really focus on the family business and, and get things started up and I've really been leaning into that. Been I've had a lot of support and a lot of friends come come forward and just offer their expertise and, and lend a hand. And w- w- there's going to be some sweat equity coming into the next few months just to get the, we have one building that is really, really close to being done. Like just ooh, like a couple thousand dollars and just a little bit of sweat equity and, and we can have, uh, one another part of the building opened up. So we're really going to lean into that. We've had a few hiccups in some other areas that are going to, it's going to take a little bit of magic as it were uh, to make that happen. Been talking to our accountant and our CPA and, you know, talking about money has always been a stress. I don't know if I've told you that before, but talking about money has always been a stress. And I think most people would agree with that. Like it's just money is really stressful and it's just like, oh my gosh, we made so many, so many newbie mistakes. And I don't want to look at my credit credit score. I don't want to look at this. I don't want to look at that. And I'm like, no, you have to lean into it. It's going to be okay. And then you lean into it and it's actually, it's okay. It's not great but it actually is not nearly as bad as I thought it was. I was like, oh my gosh, we're gonna be fine. Like we freaked out, reasonably so, but, and we did make, we did make considerable mistakes and so did our contractors, but we actually have some, we were able to work it and make it happen. And so um, we're selling one of the buildings and that is gonna be enough capital to take care of the rest of the the property and it works out for everybody so really happy about where that's going to go um we still have to file some paperwork with the city and make to make it happen but uh, it looks really really promising so very excited about that i gotta do a strategic meeting with my board of directors who have never done that before as a company they've done it in their individual uh ex- work experiences but never as a as a nonprofit organization and they so you, you've got back to talking about your job yeah about my back to my job yeah. yeah sorry yeah thank you um yeah. yeah they've been around for like 13 years and they've never really done that and so i was like you know if you're really wanting to grow we have to have a strategic plan you have to have a start point and and plan and, and you know make a plan to make you know to grow if that's what you guys want and it was amazing. It was amazing to be a facilitator of a group of passionate people that were leaning into it from different experiences. And I, I don't know, it just felt so good. Like I was like in it and it just, for the longest time, I wasn't sure if this was the job for me because it's not really in an industry that I was comfortable with. And I wasn't, it, I'm in the industry of suicide prevention. And so yeah. I just, 
I didn't feel like I had the experience. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a doctor. I don't have those experiences. So I really didn't feel like I was qualified. And it, it turns out that was, I was so wrong from that. And they really appreciate me. They check it. They've checked in on me on a regular basis. And just, they're like, what can we do for you? And through the whole strategic thing, the whole planning thing, they're like, oh, and we can do this. And oh, we can do that. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Especially now that you have an employee, these are things that you guys can go after. They're like, but not alone. You're not alone. We do not expect you to do all these things that we've just said. We're excited that we get to do this with you. And we're excited that you're here to lead us in that effort. Wow, that's quite a change. So refreshing. So (laughs) refreshing. And they're like, I, I was like, I had to take a break. I'm like, okay, guys, we're going to take a five. We're taking it a little early. Like I just needed a second. It it was, it was just so refreshing, Gary. It was just, I, I, you know, sometimes you have things happen and you just don't want it to be that way. Cause you have a vision in your head. You just got, it has to be that certain way, Yeah. you know, and then, and you have to work hard to make it happen. And then sometimes the universe is like, no, I put you where I want you. You yeah. need to stay here. And it, nothing said it more than, than last night. Uh, so that's why I'm, I'm talking about it so so energetically because this was last night. Um, but I had three more big big events like that. We're accepting um, close to $100,000 in grants. They wow. wanted my opinions on how to do the acceptance video. So we I, I created a video and I'm like, I'm not a videographer, first of all, but here's a video. And they're like, oh my God, this is amazing you really took us up a notch. We're so excited. We got name tags. They're so, they're just like, we look so professional thanks to you. And I'm like, damn, this is, thank you guys. Cool. So really excited about that. Um, I am excited to go see my mom in a few weeks. Uh, it, I wish I could see her sooner, but um, I'm putting together a cute little uh, present for her, uh, uh, something I'm making for her that I'll, I'll show you later. I want to get into right now, but, um, cause we should get, we should get into our show, but I'm really, yeah, just, I'm excited, um, to lean into, uh, this new part of my life, you know? So that's, I, I'm glad to hear that. So yeah. and I'm glad that, that I'm, I'm hope that that one evil place doesn't get a hold of you because they take forever to get a hold of people anyway. And then they, then they offer you a job because they don't think you should work. Yeah, <laughs> I, they might. They told me that they were going to follow up uh, and bring me in for another interview. And I'm okay if they do. Yeah. I had been holding my breath, waiting and waiting. And I'm like, you know, after last night, it really, I got the answer I was looking yeah. for. I've been working on my stoic philosophy trainings. I've been doing miracle mornings. I've been, because I, I, you know, New Year's is coming up. But this year I decided I was going to start with my new year's resolution three months early so that my new habits were already be in place. Yeah. And my daily routine. And I am really, really close and I'm super excited. Cause I'm like, I'm like six out of seven days in my routine right now. And I am freaking loving it. So this will be my first week of seven to seven. And, um, yeah. Anyway, we should get into our podcast because oh, I'm super well, just really quickly. I was looking yeah. for something that, um, my my work actually recommended this book to read uh-huh. and it's amazing and you would like it any of our listeners should read this book too and it's on if you have amazon it's on it's on your amazon prime account you can get it just for free oh okay it is called it it's called permission to fail the overachievers guide to becoming unstoppable it right. is it is wonderful i right. am 
loving it. And um, I'm going to put it on my book list right now. I'm yeah. starting a, a permission. You said permission to fail. Permission to fail. And it's it's wonderful. I and it and it's it's a it's a short read. But what's great is the author says, "Okay, you've read enough tonight. Stop. Go do something else." Think about what what you've just read, <clears throat> and I'm just I'm really enjoying it. It's an amazing book. So well, thank you. I'm I'm yeah. making a a reading list for 2024 because I'm okay. at the end of my 23 list and I'm finishing that up. But the so far I have unconditional confidence and the one thing. So I I didn't get the author for the one the unconditional confidence, but. Um, I'm looking forward to to reading those. And then I have a couple of, you know, fun fantasy type books to kind of balance it all out. But I, it's number three on my list now. So thank you. I appreciate that. And actually, I'm going to I'm going to recommend one more. OK, that's uh, it. just just because um, it's a DC comic. Uh, it's a miniseries. It's Alan Scott's Green Lantern. In this uh, okay. version he he comes out of the closet as a gay man and the main reason i tell people to read this is because white wingers are trying to get it buried they got so, nothing better to do i know than a comic book a comic book so uh, i was <laughs> i was just talking to a, a group of uh, friends uh, that are older and in their they range from being in menopause and being out like just out of menopause and we were just sharing kind of like what our mother's mothers did and their yeah. er, the herbal solutions and all that. And um, we got some really, really useful information. And one of them said, you know, nothing was like my mother, my mother said the biggest difference for her was being able to go on to estrogen patches. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and she's like, I, her mother had told her to do this tea herbal stuff and it just didn't work. And so she did this, did this patch and it made a big difference well now she is looking at getting a patch she can't get it in her state because it's considered hormone therapy it's oh, part Jesus of that whole bullshit when they when these yeah people they're like we can't transgender people can't have this and like all this crap well it's yeah. affecting everybody and regardless if that if this wasn't one of those things it's that's still wrong but because of the way they've done that and they've packaged it in it, the way they packaged it, women who want to have hormone therapy, estrogen, or anything to help with their periods, the cramps, the de the depression that sometimes happens with that, all of it's considered hormone therapy where they're at. And I can't remember what state it is, so I don't want to say, but I was just like, are you? Oh, I thought it was Idaho. I wouldn't be I thought, don't. So. I don't think so. I think I, I wanted to say Idaho, but I really am not sure of that um but i i'll look into it. it it's not for today's show anyhow but yeah i was just like are you freaking i can't do estrogen anyway just because we have a family history of breast cancer and estrogen has been shown oh, yeah. to have a higher risk of that in some some cases and it's just not worth it's not something i'm gonna approach at this time but yeah you kidding me she's like yeah she goes she goes she's like i'm bonkers if i don't have the estrogen like i am in, i'm an emotional roller coaster and i'm a professional in the, in the medical field a psycho i have a psychology background she's like and i know that this like i know that the as i need chemical help with my the balance out my hormones and i'm like 
damn, dude. I'm yeah, was surprised. Really, really surprised. But so, we should get into our show unless you I was got say, that's right. actually a good dovetail for you to start talking about your topic. What I mean, because usually whatever you do is has involves that kind of shit anyway. So I, I didn't tell you my topic, did I? Did I tell you my topic? No, because we don't. We we we're not okay. each other. This, this, this show, I was gonna so. say because it does a little bit dovetail into that. So I was like, wait a minute, you sneaking at my notes? Well, so the, you're kind of your your areas tend to you know like you can pretty much guess I'm going to be talking about something pop culture. I've got an idea. Okay, you know. I'm going to change <laughs> it up. I'm going to change it up for you, man. The next time we record. But before right. I do, let's go into this one. Right. So if I'm going to ask you a question, so what do you think of the number of peop people? Uh, and this is I'm asking it on statistics. How many people? Uh, out of the number of people who commit suicide, how many of them do you think is of the LGBTQ family? 30%. You think it's 30%? Mm -hmm. Okay. How many do you think are uh, male? Of that of that 30%? No, no, of the whole number. Oh, of males in general or males in the in the queer community? Males in general. Oh, shoot. It's... Uh, it's it's high i'm gonna say 70 percent okay all right so you are the exception a lot of people get that wrong they think that it's queer people think it's young and and then women they think women are, are higher than men but you no know, you're you're absolutely right um men are the highest number in the suicide rates unfortunately and it's and it's surprisingly to me I didn't realize it is the ages of 44 to yeah. 64. It They're like a lot higher than I, I ever would have thought. It was super surprising to me. So the reason I bring this up is I am going to talk a little bit about suicide prevention. And there is a program that's like CPR, but it's for suicide prevention. It's called QPR. And I wanted to share a little bit about what that is, because it is now, for about two years now, I believe, it is recognized and peer-reviewed and nationally recognized uh, training as if it was CPR, but it's for suicide prevention. And it was originally started in 1999, but it is now to that point where a lot of people are... Uh, implementing it across the country, across the world, really. And so I just wanted to bring that to our discussion. And so it is a it is a suicide risk reduction program. And I am going through what's called the train the trainer experience. So I will become a trainer in that, uh, you know, as if someone goes around training CPR, I would go around training for QPR. And QPR stands for question- it's Go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, go ahead. That was, do you I was going to ask you to, no, I was going to ask you to say what it was. I was yeah. I, I, I was going to say, do you know? Yeah. So it's called question, <coughs> persuasion, refer. And sometimes it is referred to QPRT. So if refer or treat. Now that is the, the, the treat part is more on that medical professional side. That is not my profession. So I won't be pursuing on the on the treatment side of that. But this program is is such that it can be geared to the medical professional or can be made be made uh, is for the layperson, which is the training I'm taking. 
and it is intense. I was like, oh, it's going to be like CPR training. I've done CPR training so much. It's not a big deal. No, it is intense. They kick you through. You all right over there? You dying? Oh, yeah. Okay. I just, I hope I muted you so you didn't hear me coughing. But yeah, I, I did. I did. I was like, what's happening over there? I don't know if anyone <laughs> else heard it, but I heard it. So anyway, this program was actually developed out of Spokane. Spokane, Washington, but Paul mean Spokane, Washington, Spokane, Spokane, Spokane. Yeah, Paul Quinette. He, so he he created this program That's in so Washington cool. State, and he has been part of the University of Washington School of Medicine and the Washington State Mental Health Research and Training Institute. And so he developed this. Um, God, he's been working on it since '92. Pushed it out in '99. And just recently, in the last couple of years, it's been a, a nationally recognized program. So, I, and the reason I bring this up is because um, I don't know if you know this, but suicide rates are continuing to rise. And yeah. I was I was shocked to hear that because I was like, well, well, there's so much conversation and awareness about mental health. I was really surprised to hear that because I've also heard that in the young in the young age or in the younger age group it's gone down but then i at the other time and sometimes i hear that it's gone up well that's because it's it's true it's uh, under the age of 25 the numbers have gone down a little bit but the numbers over the age of 25 like mid 20s and up have gone up 5% and i'm just I'm like, okay, we're going to lean into this. We talked about it a little bit. We've talked about the Trevor program. Um, we've talked about mental health and wellness in general. And I just figure, you know, I'm going to share it with everybody on here because there are resources all over this country. Some are small, some are big, big companies, some are with the county, some are with the hospital, some are within the school. And so I want to bring it to our discussion here and just talk a little bit about that. Um, I have also heard, and I have also falsely made statements about that in this podcast, that queer people were a higher number than I thought. And it is not, it is not true. I had misspoken on that. So there is no solid evidence that sexual orientation per se has been a risk factor for suicide. Although there is some, to some strictest sense, there is um, evidence that gay, lesbian, transsexual, bisexual uh, individuals are at have a risk factor, but it has more to do with their environment. It has to. It has more to do that it's not an inheritance to their LGBTness, but more due to the experiences of rejection, discrimination, and victimization based on their identity. And so it's important to understand how the discrimination and the lack of access to affirming care and family rejection is relating to and elevating the risk of self-harm and and living with living with suicide, living with suicide thoughts. And the, so I when I heard that, when I read that, when I was going through this study and I found out it was men older men are significantly higher I was like I was already upset with what I believed to be true and then I found out it, it wasn't quite what I thought it was I was like okay what well, we really need to back up I need to come back and fix fix a little bit what I have put out here in the podcast 
and and provide some resources to that. So with that, I'll say the World Health Organization estimates that 800,000 people die every year by suicide. That's 2,200 people a day. And it is the third leading cause of deaths uh, uh, in the country. So it accounts for about 54% of violent related deaths. And they're, they're, they die by, so when they, when I say that is it's self-directed violence versus violence done through armed conflicts or through homicide. So 54% more so is done by self-harm. Um, suicide is the second leading cause of death for those of the ages 15 to 25. And the rates are higher for middle to older men. It's 3.5% times higher. And, um, and higher than women. Women are just, they're three three times more likely. So not that much more, but three three times more likely. And this is what I have found through my reading is they are, this is what they've estimated it to be. This is where they know like somebody has either left a note or has said something to somebody or has been in treatment and has through self-inflicted means have died. But there are people who die by like driving their vehicle off the road and when it gets ruled an accident and it's not marked as suicide. And they're finding now that we can, we, the community, we, the peers can identify those moments in people's lives by asking questions, persuading and referring by using that training. And so this training that I'm going through, QPR training, um, they're offering it at the high school level so that there's peer-to-peer. There, There's a program called My Ascension, which is a 16-year-old girl had attempted suicide and ended up surviving and has this whole program based off of her history and the histories of other individuals similar. And it's a peer-to-peer, and it's that one's more for the middle school, high school. And we're seeing a lot more success, even though we're not going to really see what those numbers are um for for a couple of years but it, it it's important to talk about it's important to have those resources so i will list the resources in our in our notes but i will i'll just mention a few here which i've talked about and have we have referred to quite a few times in our podcast show notes which is the trevor project which was founded by the creator of the short film, Trevor. It's a Trevor project that is uh, leading in the national organizations and providing crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and questioning young people under the age of, uh, under the age of 25. There's also the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention or AFSP. Um, that is, there's chapters of all over the 50 states here in the U S if you are listening to us and you're in another country and there are resources that you are aware of, please share with us and I'll make sure to update the show notes as you share with us. And you can do that at cornundrum at cornundrum.com. Um, other additional resources is the national Alliance of mental illness, the American association of suicide, suicide, ideology excuse me um and then the lifeline for vets so this is a national veteran foundation for uh vets that help um and it doesn't matter what age you are but it helps with uh 
medical treatment for PTSD, um, advocation, advocating for food, shelter, employment, training, legal aid, uh, suicide intervention, and more. And uh, the other one is, oh, what was it called? Oh, uh, Suicide Prevention Resource Center um, is another one. So I will put those into our show notes so that people can investigate that they want. And the last thing I'm going to say, and I'm sure people are already aware of this, but just like 911, we now have a number that's easier to remember, and it's 988. And so instead of being the national hotline or helpline for suicide prevention, it's now called 988, and it is a suicide and crisis lifeline. And it is, um, it is, it's actually super supportive. And, and people have reported feeling safe and feeling feeling like they can really engage with the individuals that are um, with these 988 centers. So it is um, something that's been around for a little bit, but it's really a recent thing. I don't know if you're aware of 988. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it. The question I was going to ask you about it. Yeah. Because I just can't remember. Can somebody call in who is feeling okay, but worried about somebody else. I can't remember if that. Uh, that's a really good question. I don't know that, but I'll update the notes if that, if I do, I think you can, and I will, I think they refer you to resources uh, in that area, kind of like QPR, mm -hmm. they'll refer you to a, another resource that can follow up with those individuals. I, and I want to say, yes, I want to say that that is the case but I don't have that my notes in front of me with that part because we're I'm going through the training. Oh no. That, so the the other one I was the one with the vets. That is yeah. specifically for vets, right? It's for not, vets. Uh, any yeah, era, so, any age. Yeah. But other people I'm sure they'll direct them to where they could call but yeah. they really aren't going to be helping them. So. Yeah. So yeah, and that's it. It's just it's it's these they all work together and refer and yeah. connect you to other resources. I and mean, we have like better help, you know, the online um, counseling services, but this is just good to know what resources are out there and how much of them are really the free resources. Mm -hmm. And I, I think more so our medical professionals just need to be aware that those that's out there. Cause I think some just they just medicate somebody and say oh you're fine here's some medication and then that person takes off and they're like yeah i'm fine and the, but they're not they didn't really get the full treatment they were just given drugs and and it's finding these other resources like the trevor trevor program or the vet uh resources and partnering them together to to really give a wraparound care for individuals that are living with suicide or um, thinking about act, taking action on that. And there's this belief that if we talk about suicide, it's gonna happen. It's this belief that if we say we're thinking suicidal thoughts, we're, that means we're gonna do it. And it actually is quite, it's quite the opposite. Just talking about it has, has shown that there's a 45% increase of likelihood that the individual will get help and they're less likely to, to act on those uh those feelings because mm -hmm. they now have resources or they now feel heard or whatever it is it's different for everybody but it actually is quite opposite and we've had this belief that we were you know we can't talk about it because something we're going to make it happen it's like 
we have to talk about it. So I, I thank you for saying that I was going to talk about things like this. I'm going <laughs> to surprise you next, next time. You're not going to know what hit you. <laughs> no, it's, um, I, I'm glad things have changed and I can't, oh, that was just watching something and I can't remember, oh, it was on CBS Sunday morning where they were, uh, they were talking about suicide prevention and that's so I kind of caught shit. So sorry, where I, I <laughs> um, and this uh, woman who, her husband, who was the head of a well, surgery, he was, I can't remember what area, but he was head of a surgery. No clue anything was wrong. This was 1972, I think. So years ago when he died, she's going through terrible pain. And to try to protect his image, instead of saying he committed suicide, he told she told everyone that he died of a heart attack. Oh wow! And it's just it just and I it is good to hear that we're and it's a great topic you brought up because it's something that it is the more we talk about it the less it is a stigma and yeah. we, we should be able to talk and you know, that thing you always see on freaking memes and Facebook and whatever about, you know, if you haven't heard from a friend for a couple of days, give them a call, but it's, it's true. You know, just, you know, you don't have to ask, are you okay? Just call up and say, hi, that's all I have to do. So. Yeah, exactly. And we're seeing that these, you know, the fact that the numbers are increasing and it's increasing, yeah. I'm seeing between 2.6 to 3% just depends on when the data was pulled. So I have an August number and I have a November number and it's, you know, we try it, the fact that we even have a statistics, you know, it's like, it's crazy that this, that this exists and it has existed culturally around the world for forever. I mean, there's different cultures that you, they, you self, that people would stab themselves in, in, and uh, I want to say samurais or something like that, where they disembowel themselves or, um, Harry yeah. So, I mean, there's just, it's existed in our culture, but it has shifted from talking about it to being this thing that we have to keep quiet. And um, we made we made it in the at least the European side of it that if you kill yourself, your body you don't get a proper burial, and your body's on display, and your land your land becomes ours, and your family loses every like they just made it they criminalized it and it become the it became this thing that nobody wanted to talk about and it was this fear that we can't we can't um seek treatment for it and it, it wasn't until recently that it really has been identified as a, a mental illness or an illness uh that is afflicting the a, a person's mind and well-being and so once you shift your focus from it being this bad thing to like you know sin by that's what i mean by bad things sin then we can really get into uh past that stigma and get to, down to the part of treating an individual and giving them the support uh that they need so i, I just i i found i found some of it interesting but i also find quite a bit of it is just it is so sad it just it bothers me that we aren't doing enough and i think we can I think if we continue to talk about it we can get there i think so too yeah all right Enough about my topic. What what's yours? 
on a way lighter note. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, just about anything could be a way lighter note. <laughs> I know, but I'm like, oh, God, I, I feel like mine is extra fluffy this oh, week. Oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> um, let's give well, it to me. Just because of where you're coming from. So it's like, but so um, I'm going to talk about uh, a queer figure today. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start with some hints. And Holly, yes. if you know who it is, tell me. And there'll be a point where I finally say who it is. Um, <laughs> but my my guess is Holly will not know who this person is. Surprise me, but mainly because uh, he um, Mickey Mouse went out of the public eye in the like the early nineties. So we'll see if you know who he is or not. And you may. This is because he did he, he did some cool stuff. So anyway, so here you go, you ferocious motherfuckers. We are going to talk today about an Oscar-nominated, Tony Award-winning actor, producer, and director. And again, Holly, if you guess, please shout his name out. Or if you have questions, we're going along, ask me questions. Okay. I'm ready. So got my let's thinking begin. cap on. by exploring his early life and queer beginnings. He was born on December 6th, 1953 in Detroit, Michigan. So belated happy birthday. He entered the entertainment industry with early roles that laid the foundation for what would become a noteworthy career. His first breakout role came in 1975 in the role of Alan in Equus on Broadway. Can you imagine having, a you know, one of your first big roles being on Broadway? Now, do you know the play Equus? I, 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 what are you saying? Equus? Yeah, what is this word? It, it's, it's, it's horses, but it's... Oh, okay. Okay, this play e- is about... Equus? Equus. Okay. Yeah. This play is about a troubled young man who blinds six horses and the psychiatrist who tries to understand him. They actually, in the play with him, start... Uh, Anthony Hopkins, um, and he was Norman Bates in Psycho, where you probably immediately will go, oh, okay, I know who that is. So. Is this an American or is he American? This production was in the was in United States. It started okay. off in England. Okay. okay. This was given a positive critical response and led to another breakout moment with his portrayal of Larry Kroger in national lampoon's animal house have you ever seen animal house yeah it's been a long time okay. yeah all right so it was the late 70s version of american pie or for me of porkies okay um <laughs> released in 1978 the film not only showcased his comedic talent but also became a cultural phenomenon solidifying his presence in the industry however it was his role as Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart in the 1984 film Amadeus that truly defined his career. This portrayal earned him an Academy Award nomination for Best Actor, and the film itself won several Oscars, including Best Picture. Side note, he lost out for Best Actor Oscar to his co-star F. Murray Abraham for his role as Antonio Solari. Have you ever seen this movie, Holly? I've not, but it's the, I want to say, I have an idea, but I can't think of the last name. Well, what's the, do you have a first name? I want to say Max or Maxwell. <laughs> no, but okay. that's okay. I was actually getting ready to tell you now. I didn't want you to go All too right. long. Okay, All right. so, 
right. So, I got I got a picture. I got a picture when I'm fi- and thinking like the guy who played Magneto uh and X-Men and then I it's like kind of got I've got a picture of his no. face but I'm like it's not him. No, you're you're think yeah, no, you're 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 not, that that would not be him. No. It's, um his name is Tom Hulse. Oh, okay. Uh and I recommend watching Amadeus. My guess is Desiree has seen it and she will tell me that I so badly mispronounced F. Marie Abraham's character's name. <laughs> so I bet she's seen that. I think I bet she's seen the movie. It is, I I've seen it countless times. Love the movie. I haven't seen it. Yeah, and again, it was in 1984. So why would you? Have? You know, I mean, I get why you probably have. So it's not sure. Um, so so why so why did we pick him for this for today? Uh, well, because and we'll get, get, get ask me that question again in a few minutes. Okay. <laughs> and, well, and like in one more. Well, I guess I could honestly say just because. Well, and you'll see why. Okay. I okay. I, okay. I really respect what he's done. Okay. So, okay. Um, and not for anyway. So, after Amadeus, Mr. Hulse co-starred in the movie Parenthood. Have you seen the movie Parenthood? I think I have. It it's sounds a, familiar. It starred. It was directed by Ron Howard. It also stars Steve Martin, Mary Steenburgen, Diane Weist, Jason Robards, and Rick Moranis. It is a wonderful, sweet movie that has uh, some really wonderful scenes in it. So I really recommend watching it if you have. That's called Parenthood. Parenthood. It's nothing. There's not a bit of gayness in that movie, but it's it's a really good movie. So, I think um, I have. I think I have seen it, but it's been... I bet you have at some point. It's um, been a long and, time. Yeah. I mean, I've seen... What's the... Uh, Home Alone. I've seen Home Alone before, I could tell you that, but I just saw, like, the first 10 minutes of Home Alone, and I could not... I'm like, I have no idea what this movie is. No idea. So can I, I can tell you, and I'm very proud of the fact I've never watched Home Alone. And I'm so <laughs> with that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play it one day, and you're just gonna be like stuck in the room with it. <laughs> um, anyway, so <laughs> listing those things, what I why I picked him several reasons is one, our dear friend Tracy loves Tom Hanks and loved the movie Amadeus, so I, I wanted to talk about it for that reason because. She had until recently thought he was straight and brought him up as somebody that we should talk about on the show. So that's why I want to talk to him. Okay. But what I, and I also, I just, I thought he was just my fucking God. Just, I just had a huge crush on him. Um, So, but after these successes, which were uh, Amadeus and, you know, I mean, come on, Animal House, Amadeus, and then Parenthood were all box office winners. I mean, he was sort of like the up and comer. He was like, he was there. He was, you know, had his pick of things. But then he he did a couple little movies, but he really went into producing. He produced films The Inner Circle and Dead Men Walking. Dead Men Walking won uh Susan Sarandon her best actress award. Um it's it's an amazing movie that deals with uh the death row and um Honestly, what's wrong with it? Right. So it's 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 if you haven't seen that movie, I also recommend that movie. So 
While Tom Holtz left an indelible mark on the entertainment industry through his work, he's also known for a significant moment in his personal life. In a 2008 interview with Seattle Gay News, Holtz openly identified as gay. He took the opportunity to address and correct misinformation, debunking rumors about a supposed marriage and child. Okay, and so when I looked him up, everywhere they talk about this marriage he had for 20 he's been married for over 20 he's been married 23 years or more and he's got a an adult son <clears throat> and he says none of it's true but it keeps for some reason it's weird that they keep trying to in him on the internet <laughs> and he's he's very openly he has had he's he's doesn't have a he's uh had a couple partners in the past he's not with anybody in particular but he seems to have a happy dating life he is co he's been a producer a co-producer of uh several plays he did spring awakenings which won the tony he did um the he did the play about that green day produced about their album uh he's not he's just that's really he's gone into so it's very happily worked behind the scenes and has done regional theater Mm-hmm. He really, he's become, he was for the longest time director of a regional theater in the Midwest. Again, I don't want to get much more involved in that because we want you to look it up, but he really has stated over and over again how much he relishes his private life. He left all of this, all of the glamorous part of Hollywood away so he could have a private and this is why I wanted to pick him was this main reason here is because I, I so respect that he wanted, he wanted his time. He wanted to be still being creative, mm-hmm. but he wanted to know that he was able to live a life. And I mean, that, I mean, that's pretty awesome as far that as it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So um, I like the fact that he's 70 years old. He just turned 70 on the sixth and he's healthy, happy, doing whatever he wants to, whenever he wants to, and enjoying his life. Nice. Yeah. So again, mine is so much fluffier than anything. you (laughs) Drastically different. I know. but I'm going to surprise you next time, man. Something you won't be ready for. But now that I said that, you probably will be. Sure, whatever. I, I, you know, I, I, you, you wouldn't surprise me because you continually surprise me, so I would be surprised by that because you would always surprise me with something anyway. So, <laughs> I'm um, trying to unweave that knot of words that you just gave me. <laughs> so, and I'll send you a link of things, but the main information I got was from the Seattle Gay Times and from, of course, our friend Wikipedia were my two main ones, and yeah. I am. I am BD, you know, so the, those mm-hmm. great those great sources of information. I will not give out any of the places that kept trying to say that he was married for 23 years. Yeah. You read that stuff. And it was like, oh, Jesus Christ. It was just, and there's some gossipy ones. I just refuse to, I won't get into the gossip. It's funny show, how so. people come up with the, the things they come up with for just clickbait, you know, click on mm-hmm. this, you know, and it, and it's not founded by any facts or that one time that like the the story about napoleon bonaparte being a, a short person yeah he wasn't a short person he was average average height but a cartoonist who was pissed at him yeah drew him short and just in in, in a satire paper and 
and pissed the gut pissed him off and they had this whole pissing match up until he napoleon passed and that one thing that one thing has prevailed through history is that he is a short man great nothing really a little bit about his 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 accomplishments as as a as a in in, in his battles as a general as a leader in in, in warfare but really it's more about short man complex and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, there's so much more to this man's life, but that cartoonist, it, it, yeah. it people picked it up and they cycled it through over the centuries. And, and here you go. You got this idea that you have, you have a Napoleon complex, you know? So who knows you know, with this? Somebody just took off with the story and kept repeating it. And that's, you know, there's, and I won't even say the actor's name, but, the actor who everybody says is gay, even though he's never come out and said anything. And who knows? He might be. He might not be. It's none of our business. If he chooses to keep it not public, then it doesn't matter. You know, right. so what does it matter? Like you're not <laughs> unless you're engaged in some sort of romantic relationship with that individual, you don't need to know. No, it's um like I said on my on the my Twitter, I I'll do gay figures and I all the time get a queer figure star because I do, I like to do a wide variety, but all the time I get this one certain actor, well, you should do him. And I go, no, because he's never said he was queer. He's, you know, right. he's always presented as a heterosexual. So why would I ever want to, you know, that? Yeah. It's, it's like, no, yeah. I'm not going to do no, that. It's, so anyway. That's a really good point. Yeah. Um, And we, we could, easily get into the weeds on the stories of like are is this person queer or not queer on so many things but that's just not who i want us to be and i don't think it's smart to do that to begin with because we don't know what kind of harm we can end up doing with that too so i appreciate I mean, that you're not doing that and i mean we're all curious i mean you can't help it you know there's things that go well you know about like this one individual go hmm you know but you know you could think i want to but it doesn't matter Mm-hmm. it doesn't matter it it does not matter so anyway yeah i will yeah. never i will never theoretically out somebody because what what's the point so yeah anyway anyway so, boy, that went off. yeah so <laughs> well i went so, off the rails let's so, bring it back in okay Staying back <laughs> the critical force is getting me okay <laughs> oh that was cute no one else could see it but me but that was cute <laughs> oh well I am fucking adorable. And I you are <laughs> adorable. I don't know fucking adorable, but you are adorable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That was a wide swing in our podcast today. It was. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I it was interesting. So I, I, I liked yeah. it. So it was good. I so. did too. I, I like us bringing in the different things that we're doing. I'm certainly liking the feel of not trying to cover the news because there's just so there's so much out there and it's changing all the time and it's like we're not a news podcast if we're if we want to be that then we should and that's what we should be but i really am liking just picking some topic within our you know our culture our society the things that impact us and and providing resources or knowledge and and opening it up to other people sharing their information and knowledge that they have because there's there's just so much out there that 
you know, I didn't know about half the things I talked about today until I really jumped into it as by because of my job, which again, I'm super excited about. I'm really enjoying that. So I am glad. Um, yeah, I, I just, uh, I don't know. And I'm sitting here thinking like, what can I do next time that's going to throw you off? I don't know. I got time before we get back together and <laughs> get oh, yeah. come we'll up with something. Goes, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, that was fun. I appreciate that. You got anything else before we close out? Um, I, I will again promote fellow dra- travelers. If you have not been watching that show, watch it. It is. What's it called? Wow fellow travelers fellow travel did you recommend this and i forgot oh i did that's okay it's uh it's on paramount plus i know you've got that one yeah so yes you do uh, know (laughs) yeah so okay fellow travelers um okay i got it on my list right here show you on my phone it's on my (laughs) list it's it's um i really appreciate it it's it's uh it's yeah uh matt bomber uh bomber will be he will be nominated for a best actor emmy he will be there's almost no way not that he won't be so is how do you know this is it already announced or no but it, once you see is if you watch it you'll understand why if he doesn't oh. there's it, it's totally if he doesn't there's something broken in the in the seriously it's just it's, <laughs> so he's he Again, it's a queer character who he, I remember you telling me about this now. I do yeah, remember. He's not he's not a great guy. He he is he's I mean, he's a person who, you know, that does wrong things. And I'm just really I'm impressed with the, the whole show. It's really good. So Well, it's on my list and when we're done here, I will pull it up. Okay. So I'll check it out. Thanks. Thanks okay. for reminding me. I appreciate it. I don't have anything else. And so I'm going to say toodaloo. <laughs> you threw me off because you didn't know your girlfriend. <laughs> I was <laughs> looking at your face. I was like, what is happening over there? <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time, be well. <laughs> and be queer, you fabulous motherfuckers. <laughs> Thank you for connecting with us on this week's Conundrum. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Quernundrum Podcast. And email us at Quernundrum at Quernundrum.com. And please rate and review us on iTunes. Until then, peace and be well. And be queer. <laughs>